0: नमस्कार राधा सशयकाल फ्रेंड्स दिस इज केजीएस स्टैनफोर्ड 90.1 एफएम आई एम प्रांजलि एंड यू आर लिसनिंग टू चाय टाइम दोस्तों कई साल पहले हमने चाय टाइम की शुरुआत की थी आम लोगों की भीड़ में खास चेहरा ढूंढने की कोशिश में और इतने सालों में हमने यही पाया कि हम घिरे हुए हैं खास लोगों से क्योंकि खास वो लोग नहीं होते जो सिर्फ सिल्वर स्क्रीन पर हमें हैं के मैदान पर Chai Time is a show about South Asian literature, culture, music and people, people who have made their mark, people who have lived their lives the way that they go beyond, above and beyond to make a difference and today we are going to welcome such distinguished guests in our show. Please stay tuned. California Water Impact Network, or CWIN, is a nonprofit organization that works to ensure equitable and environmentally sensitive use of California's water. Recent goals have included ensuring that adequate water flows through the San Francisco Bay Delta and upstream rivers, stopping poor irrigation practices which can waste water and poison our land, waterways, and wildlife, and ensuring that water resources are allocated fairly. If you'd like to become a member, provide a gift, or volunteer, go to cwin.org. That's c-win.org. Welcome back. This is to Stanford 90.1 FM. I'm Pranjali, and you're listening to Chai Time. Friends, if you ask a doctor or a scientist what is a heart, He or she will tell you that it's a muscular organ which pumps blood and gives you oxygen and nutrients. You ask a musician, you ask a poet, they will tell you heart is a medium. Heart is something which tells you to love music, to appreciate life and to see beyond the words, beyond the uh, things which we say, see every day and If you meet a doctor who has interest in music, what will he tell you about heart? Yes, I was always curious. And finally, I have found a guest who is going to answer my question. Please join me in welcoming Dr. Anand. Dr. Anand, welcome to Chai Time. How are you?
1: Very good. Thank you, Pranjali. It's uh, great to be here today.
0: Thank you for coming. Dr. Anand is a professor of pediatrics, anesthesiology, and pain medicine at Stanford University School of Medicine. And he is leading Heart to Heart Foundation team to host a concert at Stanford on July 20th from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. He is going to talk to us about this upcoming concert, about his life, and about this healing through music. That's the concert we are going to talk about. So once again, welcome to the show, Dr. Anand. Thank you. First of all, tell me about yourself and yes, as I was saying, tell me more about heart to heart and healing through music.
1: Thank you, Pranjali. This is a great occasion. Uh, Like you, I grew up in India. I did medical school um, and then got a Rhodes Scholarship to go to Oxford, Mm -hmm. uh, which is where I did my um, PhD and then got a postdoctoral fellowship at Harvard. Um, But I've been at Stanford for the last three, four years and have become involved with this Heart to Heart Foundation. It is a foundation dedicated to saving the lives of children born with congenital heart disease all over the world. Um, it is uh, mostly based in India, mm-hmm. but is treating children from uh, almost every low or middle income country like Pakistan, Yemen, Fiji Islands, Uzbekistan, Bangladesh, Nepal, Liberia, Rwanda, Afghanistan, Ethiopia, Nigeria, Sri Lanka. So it is it is a foundation with, with a f- very short history but a large footprint
0: wow so how did you come up with the idea what is the vision and how did it all start
1: this started about um, uh, six or seven years ago Mm -hmm. um, that uh, there was a realization A lot of children are being born with congenital heart defects. Um, Right from birth, the heart is abnormally developed. Mm -hmm. Many of these children don't even survive to their first birthday. I'll give you an example. Take India, for example. Um, uh, It's one of the largest, it is the largest democracy in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, 300,000 children are born with congenital heart defects. And um, every day about 270 to 300 children are dying from this disease because the parents and families cannot afford the heart surgery required to save the child's life
0: oh it's it's a major major issue wow this is something i didn't know about so basically your foundation works uh, for the purpose to take uh, to create awareness and then find for solutions
1: absolutely um those who have a heart will recognize that uh, everyone um associated with this foundation, uh, you know, has a heart beyond the, the physical heart, the emotional heart, the spiritual heart, the heart that feels the pain of any family, any mother who has given birth to this child, who has watched just this child every day struggle for breathing or taking a feed, um, and has watched these mothers when the child takes their last breath and cannot survive, cannot make it. Um, I have seen this happen hundreds of times, maybe even thousands of times while I was in India. Mm -hmm. And um, simply there was not the expertise to deal with uh, with these medical problems at that time. But now there is. Except that this expertise comes with a very high price tag. Mm. Most heart surgeries cost between, say, seven to ten thousand, even fifteen thousand US dollars. So that is, you know, in Indian currency terms, it's like seven, eight lakhs of rupees. And most families cannot afford the treatment or the surgery for these little tiny children.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, I was reading about this concert, and as you're saying that one who has a heart can understand the pain, not just mother, but any human being, and pain of a little baby, a little kid, and healing through heart. So uh, the concert, the upcoming concert uh, you're arranging, it's a, a fusion concert. Yes. Would you like to tell us more about this concert?
1: Very excited to um, share with your listeners. Mm -hmm. Um, This concert will be on Saturday, July 20th, about a week from today. Mm -hmm. And it will have three world-class musicians who are coming together uh, for the first time. They have played together. Um, They have uh, a long history, a long friendship amongst themselves. But they have never, ever presented a public concert. Oh, okay. Um, So those three musicians are um, Yu Rajesh, who is the world's leading mandolin player, particularly trained in the Carnatic style of music, Mm -hmm. George Brooks, who is uh, a saxophone uh, player, and he also, although grew up in the West, but went to India and received a training from his guru uh, for several years in um, classical Indian music. And then the third person is Dimitris Lambrianos, um, who is born from Greece um, and has traveled the world since he was five years old. He's been playing in public uh, um, presentations, um, and he plays more than 20 instruments. So, all these musicians are coming together for the first time and they present a music that will heal you, that will transform your hearts right from the core of your being and and help you understand how through music we can bring transformation of the heart and healing.
0: Yes, and see, we are going to transform our hearts and eventually this all leads to curing like it's for the betterment of little kids and their hearts such a grand purpose so here i think we would like to play a musical piece so that our listeners get an idea what they can expect and they won't miss the concert Oh, So, Dr. Anand, uh, thank you for the information about the event. And I was wondering, there are no tickets. It's a free concert. So, it's not to raise funds. It's to create awareness. Would you tell me more about it?
1: Yes. Uh, thank you, Pranjali. That is an important uh, distinction. Um, you see, whereas money is is not the main concern. Mm-hmm. The main concern is uh, is getting to know more about this global health crisis. And that's why this concert is, uh, we don't charge any tickets, Mm -hmm. but registration is required. So people have to go onto Eventbrite, they have to register, and they have to get the printout of their ticket, um, this free ticket, in order to gain entrance into the auditorium. But um, the concert is simply uh, to inspire people to do something about this global health crisis, there are there are you know seven hundred children all over the world who die every day just from congenital heart disease, and nobody really knows about it. Nobody cares about it. There's a big there's a big halaloo about uh, Ebola, about you know all kinds of yes, diseases, yes. cancer, this that. Yes, yes. But um, nobody thinks about the tiny children, the innocent children who are dying from congenital heart disease. And perhaps coming to the concert will inspire some people to pray for these children, to pray for those families. Yes. Maybe some may be inspired to go and serve um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and give their time, give their talents, um, maybe join the Heart to Heart Foundation in spreading this awareness globally
0: yeah and as you say like yeah a lot of other diseases we know we are aware but this is a global such a big issue and people are really not aware of it so yes when they come to this type of concerts they get to know but when they want to help you or if they want to get involved is there a way they can do that
1: I think the best um, approach is to go onto the H2H Foundation, the Heart to Heart Foundation website, Okay. Um, and uh, there will be several ways they can find to help. Um, if they want to join in help to, helping to arrange other concerts, mm-hmm. we're doing this globally. We're doing this all across the country in the U.S., but also in other countries, um, these types of concerts. And so people can get involved and create this kind of awareness so that serious-minded folks who care about their communities, their local communities, they can develop the resources the infrastructure to help these families and children those those children don't need to die in the dark they can they can come to the light of consciousness of their community of their town their city their governments
0: yes and it is not just a problem in india as you said wherever whichever country you belong to you can help right because it's everywhere
1: Let me ask a quiz question from your audience. Mm -hmm. What is the most common congenital defect? Nothing to do with the heart. Just the most common congenital defect that children are born with. It is congenital heart disease.
0: See, and I didn't know that.
1: And... Most people don't know it. Even Mm -hmm. in medical um, uh, circles, most people have no idea that this is the commonest congenital defect that any child can be born with. And it's a fatal defect in many, many cases. Mm -hmm. You know, children don't survive. And that's why their voices are not heard. They don't have a vote. They don't have these parents are struggling simply to keep their family together to take care of this child. They don't have the the, um, uh, bandwidth to go out there and create a social activism because their child has congenital heart disease. Um, And so I think we as caring, loving individuals in every community need Mm -hmm. to come together. We need to pray for those families, comfort them if we can. You know, even... Even a kind look, even a, a a a loving touch on their shoulder, saying, "It's okay, we are here for you."
0: Yes, yes, that, that would be
1: such a big thing.
0: That means a lot. Such a noble cause, Doctor Anand, and uh, you come from Madhya Pradesh, right? <laughs> I must tell you, I interview so many people, but I never ever get star struck. but today I am I'm not even able to ask you questions because wow I'm like the I was reading about all your research about your awards and now this whole work line of work you're doing I'm so proud of you please tell me more about your background you the way you grew up and where from Madhya Pradesh and all about you
1: Definitely. I I grew up, uh, you know, Madhya Pradesh, Indore, Madhya Pradesh is where I I grew up. I I hear that uh, maybe your family is from Bhopal. And uh, growing up uh, in medical school, um, you know, we had this takya kalam. Mia Bhopal (laughs) hota. Then we could have solved this problem if exactly. it was Bhopal. Yes. Uh, and so uh, my uh, my dad was in the income tax department in India, mm-hmm. and we moved to Indore in 1968. Um, and, um, I did my high school over there. Um, I went to Delhi college, uh, you know, which is a, a school, it's called a college, but it's actually a high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, uh, got into medical school. Um, meanwhile, while I was staying in the medical hostel, my dad was posted in Bhopal and then my family moved to Delhi. Um, so, I have very, very soft corner for Madhya Pradesh. Mm-hmm. I have been all over the state um, from Bilaspur to Ratlam to Jabalpur to Gwalior to Raipur to almost every... Now Raipur is not even in Madhya Pradesh. It's yeah, now I know in now it's in
0: Chhattisgarh. Yeah. But yeah. see, this is where we have heart-to-heart connection because I belong to that whole area. Madhya Pradesh is my... Jan Mubhumi, Mubhumi and everything. So I'm so, so glad and delighted to know that you are from that area. But yeah, so you have been around the whole state.
1: Yes. And um, my uh, game was hockey. So I used to play (laughs) hockey and go to all the medical schools, but also other colleges. Uh Um, And my other interest was debating. So uh, I was on the college debate team. And we went and debated and argued about all kinds of issues as uh, I was growing up. Um, I also was chosen as class representative, so I worked on for a year or two on the students' council mm-hmm. um, and uh, I had uh, really wonderful experiences in Indore. Um, uh, it's a funny story when... Um, I was doing my house job. I was in MD pediatrics, uh, you know, the three years of training for uh, becoming a pediatrician in India. (laughs) And at that time, I got the Rhodes Scholarship to go to Oxford. And so many people said, what is this Rhodes Scholarship? Uh, You'll be on the road. (laughs) (laughs) And so... um, I had to tell them about Cecil Rhodes and these Mm -hmm. scholarships, uh, which are very well known across the world. But uh, people in Indore are so innocent. They are so kind hearted. They just didn't know about this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that is. And then uh, you went to Harvard also. So you came here. So I spent uh,
1: three and a half years in Oxford, got Mm -hmm. a PhD over there Mm -hmm. and then got uh, selected for a postdoctoral fellowship. Um, So I was at Harvard Medical School for about eight and a half years, Um, did my residency and critical care fellowship over there. And, um, you know, I did my residency at Boston Children's Hospital and then critical care fellowship at Massachusetts General Hospital. And at the end of that, I decided, you know, my passion is for underserved populations. So I looked where in this country is the highest mortality of children, highest mortality rates of children in this country. Mm -hmm. And it was in the Mississippi Delta region. So I told my wife we're moving to the Deep South, mm-hmm. uh, and we so we spent 22 years in the Deep South, um, mm-hmm. building programs for critical care, building trauma networks. Um, uh, you know, had a lot of fun. Um, our children grew up in places like Little Rock and Memphis mm-hmm. and and so on, and. Um, About four years ago, Stanford approached me to come here as chief of critical care medicine Mm -hmm. to head the, um, you know, the ICU service at uh, the children's hospital.
0: And this is one job I'm sure it is stressful. And doctors in general, they are always busy. And the myth is that they're so busy that they don't have time for anything. How do you take this time out to do all this thing for people?
1: There is time for everything. We just have to prioritize it. Um, I do uh, have a life outside of medicine. Mm-hmm. I work hard. I, I love taking care of children who are critically ill, helping their families through the darkest moments of their lives. Uh, but outside of work, um, I love music. Mm-hmm. I, I love to paint. I write poetry. Um, and I I love to hike. I love the outdoors so um one has um to prioritize and um and not and not simply spend time for the sake of spending time you know we 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 should make every moment count um whether it is spent with our family whether it is spent with um uh reading a book it counts very this is a very precious uh moment and this is the only moment that we can enjoy. Uh, so that's uh, what allows me to have many interests outside of my job as such.
0: Yes. And yeah, as they say, uh, sh- there is a song by Shailendra Ji, right? Lyrics, Kisi ki muskurahaton pe ho Kisi ka mil sake to le udhar, Jeena ka naam hai. Absolutely. So when you're talking, I just can think of life. like Yeah, Jina isi ka naam hai. And not just all this work. Even in your profession, you're helping little kids, infants, their pain. They can't talk. They can't tell you. And you have to understand. You have to cure them. That must be such a satisfying yes. work. Right?
1: Certainly, it is a privilege. Uh, I feel um, very blessed. Um, very, very, very blessed to have this opportunity um, to be able to relate to the children. These Children that we call as children or patients, mm-hmm. they are not children. They're the garments of God. They are the angels that have come to teach us something. And every child, to me, is an opportunity to serve, to learn something from. And I look upon every child as my guru. Um and, you know, being a Sikh uh, uh, f- from the Sikh faith, the Guru is, the Vahiguru is, you know, the Guru is the highest entity that is going yes. to connect us to our divinity. Yes. And so um, these children, for me, have that very, very high um, status. Um, and, and I feel very blessed to be able to take care of them.
0: Yes, and you said Stanford approached you to do a setup for like trauma centers. So, what does it look like? Like,
1: <laughs> so I I came here as chief of critical care medicine. Uh-huh. In I joined in October of two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. At that time, the critical care medicine division uh, was. Uh, uh, in a little bit of an um, uneasy situation, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, my colleagues were very, very kind. They, they were easily inspired, and now the division is doing extremely well. Uh, about uh, two years ago, I stepped down from the position of uh, division chief mm-hmm. uh, because I felt that most of my time was being taken up with administrative work uh whereas i wanted to be able to teach to do research to actually take care of children and families and not just be sitting in meetings one uh one hour, hour after another so um so i had stepped down from the administrative role and as a faculty member i can do so much more
0: and you teach right and you meet students so uh... What do you think about this next generation? Are they inspired? Are they like you?
1: Well, uh, every generation is special in its own way. Mm -hmm. Uh, These are really much, much more pure souls that Mm -hmm. are coming into the center stage of life. Uh, some, Some people may think, Uh, of my generation may think these youngsters have no values they are all the time on their phone they can't communicate but uh, if you look at deep down in Mm -hmm. their hearts these are the children who will eliminate disparities in our world these are the children who will eliminate slavery or human trafficking in our world these are really very advanced souls who are coming into the center stage of life. Each one of them has such a great generosity. They have such a great openness uh, to new ideas and new ways of looking at things. I think we need to give them the greatest uh, importance and the greatest amount of support that we can.
0: Yes, because that light is there. You have to just guide them, right? Because, yeah, I, so I started this show for my students. I used to teach in Stanford here in Stanford University. And I thought this is my way to contribute where my where I introduce my students to people who can inspire them, who can teach them. And I believe that, yes, they all have so much in them. They are so efficient. They are very good at everything. They are hardworking. They have age with them. And only thing is, they need support, they need some guidance. And then they are the future citizens, they will create a better world.
1: Absolutely. And for this concert, you know, I didn't know how to create a website to, (laughs) um, uh, you know, for the registration or how to put this event on Facebook or things like that. It's these young kids who said, Oh, I can help you do that. And they instead of going out with their friends, they just spent the entire evening with me, you know, showing me, oh, this is how you create a Facebook event, or this is how you put it on Twitter and things like these are things that I have no idea about. Yes. And I learned so much from them. They are just wonderful. I, I have a lot of fun with young people today. Young adults from sixteen to thirty-six, I I call them all. They're they're all Um, my children, and uh, they they are uh, an amazing generation.
0: Yes, and throughout my first question to this question, I'm seeing one thing, Dr. Anand. We have so many similarities. I used to play hockey. I was in the debate team. I paint. I write poetry. I teach, and I have taught in Stanford. I teach in Berkeley, and I call my students my kids. Everything is there except that MBBS degree. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
1: you have that empathy yes. <laughs> and that allows you to connect yes. not only with the people you meet directly mm-hmm. but through your radio show connect with thousands, millions of other people
0: yes and I'm so glad I'm delighted that people are going to know about this concert and they are going to know about the issues we are talking about, and once again, I would like to remind my audience that they need to come. They need to register for this event, and uh, it's on July twentieth.
1: Right? Yes, and uh, we have a capacity for six hundred uh, seats.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Uh,
1: but there mm-hmm. are only about hundred and fifty left. So, don't take too long to decide. Yes. Uh, otherwise, you will. You may not get a seat um, this is this is a great concert they're world class musicians and um, I think uh, uh, this is a one time once in a lifetime experience I'm sure uh, you and your family would enjoy
0: definitely so um, what would you like to tell our audience any message
1: um, you know there is this uh, song from uh, um Banajid. Banadi Jodi. Yes. Chalte Chalte Pirmilenge. I'm forgetting the exact words of the song, but it's a beautiful song. Yes. And I think it is uh, very appropriate to all of us uh, who are walking through, just for a few moments, through these human lives. Um, we came from um, divinity, we merge back into divinity. But for this moment, yes. we are all together in this world today.
0: Yes, and from divinity to divinity is what is the journey we call life. And we cannot just sit down and let it go, let it pass. We have to pause. And we have to really do. We cannot think that, oh, someone is going to take care of something. We have to stand up and do things. And one of this can be just attending a concert like this. You don't have to necessarily go and do something. But this is such a great way to know the problem, to connect with people, to pray for people and to be part of it, right? So thank you for bringing this concert to us. And I wish you all the luck and I hope that people will love it and enjoy it.
1: Thank you, Pranjali.
0: Once again, thank you very much, KZSU Stanford. And I am we are really, really thankful that you came and you talked about your foundation, about your concert and about your life. Such, such an amazing, inspirational life you have. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Anand. Thank you.